Let's pray. Lord Jesus, sometimes the storms of life are all around us and sometimes they're inside of us. There's been times in our lives when we have become angry. There's times in our lives that we have hurt others, we've hurt ourselves. Help us to understand from your word how to deal with anger in ways that aren't destructive for ourselves and others and and give us the strength to live out the plan that your word shares on how to deal with anger. We pray this in your name. Amen. More than 100 years ago, there was um, a person that um, was determined to cause problems you know, to another country. And his desire was to kill an archduke, Archduke Ferdinand. And what happened was, he not only killed him, but he also killed his wife. As a result of that, what began? A world war. World War I began. And starting with one person, it, it triggered nations to go against nations, and it triggered a world war that millions of people died. In fact, even at the conclusion of that war, um, the Spanish flu hit, and a lot of these soldiers carried that disease back to their countries, and 20 to 40 million more people died as a result of, of that plague that hit the world. It began small, it kept growing. And as a result of World War I, there was a disillusioned individual who fought for the German army. It was bitter, it was angry, it was upset. And he took hold of a whole nation. He rose up into power and he brought a, a Christian nation to do things that were terrible things. It started another world war. A war that led to potentially around 60 million people dying. This is what anger can do. It can start small and it gets really large unless it's contained. Unless it's diffused. Anybody here have been angry before? Anybody been angry today? I think we can all relate to this topic. And what is anger? It's an emotional response to perceived situations. It could be an event that took place. It could be a, a situation that's occurred in your life. It could be something that's been building up in you over time. It's the opposite of peace. I think we want to live in peace, but anger is the opposite of what peace is all about. What causes anger? Situations can arise. There's different types of anger. Not all anger is bad. I want to make that clear. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But another question, what does anger do to you? When you get angry, what happens to you physically? Your blood pressure goes up. Your heartbeat goes up. Your stress level increases. And so if this anger goes on for a period of time, is it good for you? No, it's bad. It's um, physically bad for you. It's emotionally bad for you. Ever been to a point where you're so angry you feel like your head's going to explode? Is that a great feeling? I can honestly say it happened to me even this last week once. Sometimes it happens. And how do we deal with it? And so I want to spend some time today to see what God's Word says about this topic. And He actually does deal with it. But before I actually start having you read some sections of Scripture, I want to ask you a question. Did Jesus ever get angry? Yes or no? Yeah. He got angry. But it's really important to understand how he got angry. You see, when Jesus 
gets or got angry. He was never angry per se at the person. Jesus is love. God is love. So God always loves people. His anger is towards what? The situation. What happened? He can separate the sin from the sinner. And we see quite often in the Gospels, he got very upset with with what group of people? Pharisees, Sadducees, the church leaders of the time. You know, they had become corrupt. They were leading people astray. In fact, they were so corrupt that they were actually fleecing the people out of their money at the temple. And what kind of gives some background on the situation, when the people came from all over the world to worship at the temple, they had to make sacrifices. And guess who got most of those sacrifices after the people offered them? The priests, the the teachers of the law, the ones that kind of ran the temple. They are the ones that received those offerings, but they also sold them. Okay? And so a lot of times the people couldn't bring their goats or rams or sheep with them, so they had to purchase them there in Jerusalem by the temple, and they would jack up the price 10, 20 times more than what the price should have been. And guess who is taking the profits from these money changers? The leaders of the church at that time. And so what does Jesus do? Does he like it? He gets pretty upset about the situation. He gets angry because they turned the worship area into a Kmart or a Target or like a shopping mall. And Jesus does not like that. And that anger is not sin. That's called righteous anger. And sometimes it's going to happen to us, and that's a good kind of anger. When you look at the world and see what's going on, hopefully sometimes you feel a righteous anger. Hopefully sometimes you feel like, wow, what a mess. And I call it a holy discontent. And God may put a holy discontent on your heart. And that is meant to lead you into what? Into action. And time and time again, I've had people come to me and say, hey, Pastor John, I'm really upset about this thing. We've got to do something about this. If you do that to me, guess what I'm going to tell you to do? Do something about it. Because God put that in your heart. He's obviously trying to lead you into action. Let me support you in, in carrying out what you need to do to make this become a reality, to make the world or our church, whatever it is, a better place. And so, holy discontent, righteous anger, that's not a bad thing. But I want to focus more now on worldly anger. An anger that starts maybe with a small situation and it grows, maybe it's a sudden anger and it can build and build, it can become rage and just keep on going. That's what I want to talk about. You see, anger is like a fire. It starts like a spark. It can keep growing and growing until finally it can engulf you and it can engulf those around you. So I want you to grab a Bible. Take out a Bible and the pews in front of you. And I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, page 1822, 1822, Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to learn some things about what God's word says about anger. Ephesians 4, verse 26, page 1822. And it says in verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Okay, I want to stop there for a second. What's that saying? If you get angry, it's not necessarily a sin. 
Okay? However, you're called upon to resolve the anger in what period of time? 24 hours, one day. You got a day to deal with it. If you don't deal with it in a day, guess what? It's going to turn into sin. It's going to lead you down a bad path. Okay? So God knows we get angry. And sometimes, you know, maybe there can be some reason why we really are. But we got to deal with it. We read on. And do not give a, the devil a foothold. You see, if we don't deal with our anger, we're giving the adversary, the enemy, a foothold in our lives. And he's going to build on that. He knows our weaknesses. And he wants to take those weaknesses, exploit them, and take us down the wrong path. You know, tomorrow I'm talking about um, temptation. And Satan's whole thing is he wants to get us diverted away from what really is important in life. And anger is one of his ploys. If we're angry, we are not objective. If we're angry, we're not going to be very good servants for God if it's a worldly anger. If it's righteous anger, maybe we can be. Okay? Worldly anger, we cannot be. So he wants to take us down that path. He wants a foothold in our lives. 28. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with his, those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So, if you're angry, what kind of words usually come out of your mouth? Words that build people up? No. It says here, our words should do what? Build people up. They shouldn't be tearing people down. And if we're angry, it's going to be hard to do that. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed on for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Now I want to stop here for a second. This lays out how anger comes into being and how it progresses. In fact, Paul first says it starts with bitterness. Okay, somebody wronged you in some way. Or maybe you're in a family with a lot of siblings, and one of your siblings got more than you did, so you got bitter, okay? It, just, it starts with just bitterness. But then, if it's not dealt with, that bitterness turns into what? What's the second word? Rage. Then comes rage. Now you're getting ticked off. Okay, now you're getting mad. And it's more of a sudden type of situation, okay? It just hits you quick. But if it's not dealt with, it then turns into, what's the next word? Anger. Okay? And so anger is like halfway in this process. The next word is what? Brawling. So if the anger is not dealt with, you're going to start what? Fighting. Okay? You're going to start a battle. Maybe a verbal battle. Hopefully not a physical battle. Sometimes that happens too. Sometimes road rage turns into terrible things when people don't deal with it. Then slander. The next phase is you are so um, upset about that person, you start talking bad about that person to others. You are putting them down. You're with somebody, other people, and you're saying, so-and-so is the biggest jerk in the world, whatever you say. It's just it's bad when you put people down like that. But then, finally, the last word is malice. You know what malice is? You don't even care about that person anymore. You hate that person. And people that murder others... Guess what they're feeling before they usually murder somebody? It's malice. They just don't care. That's the opposite of love. You can't be further away from love 
than being in, living in malice. And you see how it progresses? It starts with a spark, and it turns into a flame, and it turns into a fire, and then it turns into an inferno. So how do you deal with it? Verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Now, how do you do that when you're angry? Okay, we're going to talk about that. We need to diffuse our anger. And we're going to see some more scriptures that kind of help us to diffuse. In fact, um, this last Wednesday, um, I was over at Crossroads where Randy works, um, did a Bible study with around what, 30 or so guys in a room, and, and we talked about anger. And, and um, you know, Randy gave me my sermon outline for today. Three words. Stop, drop, roll. Okay? If you're on fire, what are you supposed to do? Stop, drop, and roll, okay? Now, how do you how do, you do that? Because um, the bottom line is you're on fire, and typically when you're on fire, you know what you're going to do? Typically, you're going to run. It's like, like a crazy priest. You start running, and you're burning. What do you need to do? Stop, drop, and roll. And so we're going to talk about how to do that. And I want you now to turn to Proverbs, middle of the Bible, Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs 15, verse 1, it's on page 1005, 1005. There are 31 Proverbs. There are typically 31 days in a month. I want to encourage you some month, each day of the month, whatever day it is, read that chapter. Okay? Today is what? What's the date today? Fourth. Okay? So you can read like chapter four. Try that some month. There's Proverbs is so incredible what it has. 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many people does it take to get in a fight? It takes two. Okay? And, and so when we get angry so often, we start firing back. And what does that do to the situation? It escalates the, the anger. Escalates the fighting. It's so important for us to try to pull back and watch the words we say. You know, in the Bible study this morning with our, with our men, um, this one, one of our guys was actually talking about his wife who was a school teacher, and she was also incredible with their, their own kids. And whenever she said that, he said, whenever the kids got really upset, rather than trying to raise her voice, guess what she did? She talked quieter and quieter and quieter. And that's the situation. You know, he was amazed watching how his wife could bring the level of anger down just by calming things down, talking quieter. Not, let's be honest, sometimes when you get in a fight, what do you want to do? You want to outshout the other person. Nobody wins when that happens. Take a look at 29, chapter 29, verse 22. Chapter 20, verse 22. Proverbs. An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. So anger stirs up even more dissension, more battle. Next chapter, chapter 30, verse 33. Last one, we'll take a look in Proverbs. 30, 33 of Proverbs. 
This one, somebody has to help me understand one part of it. You know, I don't understand one part of it, but you'll see in a second. For as churning the milk produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood. I, I don't know, know how that works, but twisting the nose produces blood. So stirring up anger produces what? Strife. Produces strife. And there's one more verse I want you to look at. James chapter 1, verse 19 and tw- through 21. It's on page... 1881, 1881, James 1. Nineteen through twenty-one. This is the um, from James, a half brother of Jesus, the leader of the church of Jerusalem. And he says in chapter one, verse nineteen. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Okay, very important. Quick to what? Listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. How many ears do we have? Two. How many mouths do we have? One. Maybe that could be a formula. That we want to listen at least twice as much as we talk. And never do, you know, in fact, it would be even better to listen even more than that. And that's a key that, that when we, you know, something's happening as far as anger is building up, the best thing to zip is what? Your mouth. Zip your mouth. Receive more. Send out less. Okay. That's the advice that God gives to us in his word. Now, I want to put this, pull this all together. And, and before I pull it together, I want to talk with one of our, our um, people here, Don, our um, elder. And Don was in Bible study this morning, and, and I'm going to have him just, I'll come back to him. Can you stand up, Don? Yeah. And so, you know, Don was sharing that, that for 25 years he was harboring some anger. And how'd that feel? Felt like a black thorn. Is this on? It felt like a black hole. Okay. So it felt like a black hole. And so was it like anger at a person, of a situation? It was at a person. It was at a person. Somebody had hurt you? Yeah, there was somebody I trusted. And, you know, the event lasted maybe 15 minutes. After that, it was five years of leading up to malice and 20 years of absolute hate toward me. So 20 years of malice that you were holding. And how did you get over that? What happened? Here. So getting involved here, just being God's word? Faith, love. Faith and love. And what were you able to do? Well, today I uh, actually tracked that person down, and I'm going to write that person. Mm-hmm. Try and heal it. And so but you've been feeling, even before, even today, that, that you've been able to let it go and... Yeah, absolutely. The last four years have been. And how does it feel? Good enough. Good enough. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And I guarantee you, I know that um, that Don is not alone. You know, and I just, I know that this is, you know, big for him, that, that he's able to to carry that type of feeling for a long time is, is tough. And... Um, and so, anybody, I'm sure for a lot of us here, we've got our own situations with anger. And God wants us to have a great life when? 
now. That's the whole point of the series. You know, i got to be honest. When I was growing up in the Lutheran church, you know, I, I always heard, knew that heaven was going to be great someday. Heaven's going to be great. But lately when I see the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What that's telling me is that, yeah, heaven's going to be great, but guess what? Now we're supposed to have fun too. God wants us to have a great life now. And if we're angry, it's hard to have that great life. It's like that, that black hole. It weighs us down and, and to let it go and, and to forgive. And Don's been able to forgive and, and now he's, he's trying to reach out to that individual and, and you know, bring it 360. And, and so maybe there's some people in your life that you're angry with. Maybe some people you need to go to and say, you know what? I forgive you. You know, there's been some terrible things that have, you know, I read about this last week. There was a situation in Kansas where um, there was two guys from India in there at a, at a bar just having a drink after work, and, and, and some guy walked in and started giving them a hard time, thought they were from the Middle East. Left, came back with a gun, and did what? Shot him. One died, one, you know, he, he survived. How can people do that? I was reading about another situation just yesterday of, of, of a situation of, of um, you know, some, some people that came by a birthday party and, and were threatening um, the, 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 these, the mothers holding the party and, and the kids um, and pulled out a gun and, and pointed at them and loaded the gun and, and um, it was just one on trial. And it was really interesting at the sentencing when the victims, the, these mothers got up, guess what they did? They said, we forgive you. We forgive you. When you forgive, what do you do? You let it go. And so maybe there's some forgiving we need to do, some, some letting go. You know, stop, drop, and roll. Okay, so you got to realize, okay, I'm angry. Okay, that's a stop. I'm angry. you got to identify, be aware of that. Stop. And then the drop. You know, to me, it's, we drop to what? Our knees and pray. God, give me the strength right now. Help me to calm down. Sometimes we have to maybe pull ourselves away from the situation. Maybe you need to say, you know what, let me get back to you in a little bit. You've got 24 hours to work this out. you still got to work it out. And so you diffuse, you calm down, and you pray, and, and you know, search God's word, and, and learn to separate the, the person from what? What they did. Separate the sin the sinner. Okay? When Jesus was on that cross, and, and he looked down upon those people that put him on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, a lot of people we get angry at sometimes, they don't know what they're doing. And I think we expect too much out of people sometimes. People are sinful and there's going to be sin. But to, to let it go. You know, he, he was dying a painful, terrible death, but his whole thing is to forgive them. To forgive, to let it go, to, to seek, search God's word and, and to pray. And sometimes maybe reach out to somebody. This last week, um, I was, you know, something happened where I got upset with somebody. Okay, I'll be honest, sometimes I get upset. And I wrote an email. And I was going to hit send, but I thought, no. And so I went to, I put it in, in the, um, you know, they didn't, in the, I kind of put it in the, you know, how do, what do you call it, in your computer when you, yeah, I saved it, okay? <laughs> I'm not really good with technology, but I saved it. I got up in the morning, I took a look at that email again, and guess what? I thought that was a little bit rough. I redid it, okay? Put it in the save thing again, and it came back a few hours later, looked at it again, it's like, that's a little harsh. But eventually, I didn't even send the email. I went and talked. And just talked through in a, in a very logical, calm way that, you know, this, this happened and, and what can we do about this? And, but I was, the anger has subsided. And sometimes that's the best thing to do is, is just to kind of calm down. And so we're all different. We're all unique. 
But I want to encourage us, you know, to, you know, if you can't remember anything, just think of anger as being a fire. And when that fire hits you, what are you going to do? Stop, drop, and roll. And I want you to fill in what that looks like to you, okay? How do you recognize it? How do you then seek, you know, God and drop and pray and, and, and just kind of retrain your thought process? And what are you going to do to kind of calm down? What's going to work for you? And I want you to just take a minute or two as we close in prayer here, the sermon, and figure out how are you going to take what you've heard today from God's word and how are we going to apply it in our lives? And is there somebody that we need to reach out to, to forgive, a relationship that needs to be, you know, dealt with? Maybe, you know, so we don't have to, we don't have to hold on to these things. God wants us to be free. So take some time in prayer and, and then we'll, um, I'll pray and we'll have the, the offering. Lord Jesus, you show us what it means to separate sin from the sinner. You show us what it means to forgive, to let go. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today that's holding on to anger that we can let it go. Give us the strength to let it go. Help us to forgive. Lord, so often we let people get inside of our heads. And we get angry. And the reality is this. If we get angry... We got angry. No one makes our, us angry. We make ourselves angry. And Lord, help us to learn to be more in control of our thought process and the way we think. Controlled by your spirit, controlled by your word. Help us to stop, drop, and roll. To turn to you and, and to turn to maybe people that we need to help us to diffuse the, the fire that's flaming at times. And, and Lord, when, we hit, when fire comes our way, help us to be water. Help us to be peacemakers to de-escalate the situation. Because when anger, the wrong kind of anger, gets pushed away, Lord, we become better servants of you. And we pray that becomes more reality in each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. This time the offering will be received. If you please sign the registers in your rows at this time as well.